everybody, welcome to Size Matters, the show where everything's made up and the points don't matter. Except the points but actually the do does. matter. Yeah, because the points On are size. On tonight's show, we have, <laughs> he's big and spotty, don't make him go potty, God, that's horrible. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! Kendrick Oh my gosh, Quandry. <laughs> and oh he's God. full of stripes and orange. Why did I pick orange to rhyme? There's no words that rhyme with orange. Door hinge. Uh, Benny Tiger. Door hinge. Door hinge. Oh. Thank you. And I'm Quandry, uh, Quandry. I can't even remember my own name. Quandry Bashir. Come on down. Let's have some fun. All right. Oh, good lord. Woof. Off to a roaring start. Yeah, ah, this is going to be a great podcast. I can tell already. <laughs> what the hell episode is this? Uh, 28. Uh, welcome to Size Matters, episode 28. It's. T- Wednesday? Yeah. Wednesday? It's Wednesday. <laughs> it's that yes, weird we twilight zone, but between hey, Tuesday and it's Wednesday. It's September 1, so... Oh, well, we're recording no, on September well, 1. Th- no, we're recording on September 3rd. Whatever. Guys, it's September now, which means it's officially Halloween. Guys, it's it's <laughs> we established this early on. Time doesn't matter to us because yes. we have grown past Evaluation. it. Yes. No, but this will probably go up September 4th, 2019, mm-hmm. Wednesday. So let's, let's just go with that. Indeed. And, uh, yes. Uh, and that oh, was such a good plan that kind of went off the rails. <laughs> I'll go ahead and make this announcement now. Oh, uh, because of the topic of this podcast, even though all of these podcasts are marked and labeled as adult in nature and explicit, mm-hmm. uh, we are going to be talking about drug usage in this podcast. Strap so, in, children. Which, which makes it the worst one for us to choose to record on a Tuesday at one o'clock because yeah, no kidding, right? none of us are really going to be. In, I, I mean, I don't know about Kenson, but I'm guessing yeah. Benny is not in the uh, under the influence of any kind of substances. Is that no, right? No, not I, this early in the day usually, but I do <laughs> kind of work at an alcohol themed workplace. But well, you also uh, said you have to go back to work in like an hour or two, right? Yeah, I do at the end of this. Might as well crack a brewski. I've got some Mountain Dew. I guess caffeine's a drug. Does that count? I mean, caffeine yeah. Is actually the. I was going to bring that up. That mm-hmm. is the number one most abused recreational drug on the planet. It's fair. That's true. Mm-hmm. But so yes, we're talking about how drugs, including alcohol and everything else, can influence growth and shrinking, and kind of uh, whether it's through triggers or just how that would work with brewing and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. all, all sorts of fun stuff that uh, if you're under age, then you might. I don't know. Have your parents listen to us first and, and ask what they think. <laughs> and they're going to be like, why are you listening to a macro for a podcast? Yes. They might enjoy it. Who knows? You know, that's, mm-hmm. that stuff can be hereditary. Hi, that's people's fair. parents. Your kid is perfectly normal. This is a fun <laughs> thing to do. Let them have fun. Yes, it's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Live a little. Express yourself. That's what this is all about. Oh, Lord. I uh, see. I should have had a Bible quote ready for where they talk about the giants walking the earth. But anyway. Behemoths, yes. Or, or about when... Uh, Noah got drunk and after the flood and like exposed himself and, and like his Party! Friends, like, cover him up. Well, that's the one. That's the verse they always used to say: not drink alcohol. They don't talk about the feast of Canaan where Christ showed up like a frat boy at the end of like a week of party. And he yeah. Goes, hey, more wine because my mom said so. Wow, that's it, it, well. <laughs> essentially, no, no. I was trying to. I was trying to think of something to say to to like. You know, go on about that, but that's no, that's it. You nailed it. But that was perfect. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm going to hell. No, <laughs> no. I mean, I mean, the thing is, like, it, I don't know. I, I don't know how we got on the subject of the Bible, but but booze and wine is something that is a, mm-hmm. a was a common thing in the Bible age, especially because the water wasn't 
exactly Ooh. safe to drink. Yes. Um, well, so you, you know, actually, that that brings up a tangent. You know, we're bringing up the Bible because of morality. Oh boy. And one. Oh of the, boy. No, no. Follow this through, man. Watch where this goes. <laughs> okay. One of the moral questions comes is if you had the ability to use a drug or altering substance that would make you macro, is that a good or bad thing to do? Uh, uh, Especially if there's damage. Mm -hmm. If you incur accidental damage as a macro from a drug you intentionally took to be big, are you at fault for it? Well, let's dive right in. Well, I mean, think about if you're talking from a legal standpoint, I mean... Obviously, no. No, yes, you are, because if you, like, drink alcohol and you know go do stuff that's bad like drive and cause accidents i mean obviously you're very liable there oh, that's what so. i meant yeah that's what i meant yeah i i realize that we have some lawyer furries out there and some of them do listen to this podcast mm-hmm. and they're probably going to get letters uh but yes I, I think it's uh you did not intend to cause the accident but you are responsible for causing the accident correct right? which so i mean that's where fun. it becomes like the difference between like if, if someone dies the difference between like manslaughter and murder mm-hmm. so uh to get past this sort of somber uh, beginning <laughs> to this podcast, let's start about let's talk about the first uh, potential growth trigger via drugs, alcohol. That being alcohol. So, um, what is it about um, drinking booze that is either appealing to having a macro trigger, or like what stuff could come out of it? Obviously, when you drink alcohol, you're usually at parties. Or doing something mm-hmm. social, so it could be that what? whole that whole situation. Yes, it could be that whole situation. I sit at home alone in a dark corner and drink while crying into my bottle. I don't know what you guys. Do. Someone get this tig a hug. I'll be right there. <laughs> Someone who what hurt you? We do be doing otherwise on this Tuesday afternoon if we weren't. Exactly, it's yeah. Tuesday. You got to start warming up for Saturday. Benny, who hurt you? <laughs> who hurt you, Benny? But like but, uh, all the things. So, um, but, but but I think that kind of hits the nail on the head as far as like being uh, you know, alcohol is usually considered more social than most other drugs. Yeah. So um, it's something that it would be could lead to fun, interesting scenarios with being in the middle of a party and suddenly you're mm-hmm. you know, at, you're feeling buzzed and like enjoying yourself. Mm-hmm. And you suddenly start noticing that everyone's like a head shorter than you and and the ceiling fan you're, is is like whipping you along to the top of your ear. As the beats yeah. de- as the beat starts going to <laughs> and then you're just well, like actually, if if you could lay size related drugs, I think really quickly there might be a mandate to put shrinking drugs in the alcohol. Mm. So the more belligerently drunk you are, the more easily <laughs> they can just put you in a padded shoebox and send you home. That that actually yeah. sounds like a more <laughs> realistic solution for becoming belligerent, belligerently drunk. Well, but then you'd have like homebrews like it, moonshine it, it, where it would make you big yeah. anyway. Oh, oh, so you're saying there would be like prohibition against grow a hall and oh, grow, oh. grow a hall? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I, uh, underground grow a hall parlors. It is, it's grow a hall or malka hall or whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like there'd be people who'd be making their own brews similar to like today because obviously people want stronger alcohol and there's regulations. So if the typical bottle of booze has uh, a fail safe in it, where if you just get totally you know Patrick Schwasted, then you shrink. <laughs> Um, but with this other kind, they actually found a way to either reverse that or make their own. And when the more you drink, the bigger you get. So, so would instead you, would of you, proofs, it's like the feet. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang it, dang it! I was going to say that. No, no what I was going to say. Ah, <laughs> but that's that's a good only, idea. Only one fifty-one, dude. It's British. One fifty-one meters. Oh, oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh gosh, but yeah, that that's actually um, that would be a really interesting. Um, 
relationship, quote unquote, between regulations on booze like we see today and people obviously making their own. That'd be an interesting story. Maybe. Well, and yeah. I think it would also be like interesting to see how, like, you know, certain types of liquor, especially, can have a harsher effect. Like, yep. like especially like cheap bourbon. Um, <laughs> Ooh. You know, Ooh. you can you can really get a kind of a painful headache for drinking it, you, as opposed you, to. You, what was it? You said two words and you crippled me. Like what? cheap bourbon. Two words, well, and you made me cringe very hard. <laughs> but so, so you know how that can kind of harsh give a harsh uh, buzz. What if it also like the cheaper alcohols gave like much more w- random or, or like un- ah. like unpredictable yeah. uh, uh, uh-huh. growth? Like oh, you might drink this you know bottle of uh, you know wild turkey and end up oh, only a few <laughs> meters tall mm-hmm. or taller, or you can end up you know the size of the city. It's just kind of kind of depends. I love it. I don't know. The the pain on those liquors, aside from just the taste of them, is the the hellacious hangover you get at the end. Is there a size mm-hmm. over? Is it like after you <laughs> shrink back down, you know, the cheap stuff shrinks you even further, so you spend <clears throat> a day too damn short? Well, I'd say and, go ahead. I was saying, would there be a market for like you know, there's the kind of uh, it's not really drugs, but I guess products that are supposed to, if you take them before you start drinking, prevent hangovers yeah. and I don't, I don't know how well they work yeah, i never yeah. tried them um but would there be a, a market for things to do that so that you could get the growth effects without having to deal with the mm-hmm. the hangover effects yeah that's fair of course well like so oh, and, and, and would it be cool like like a size hangover as well as being just like not feeling good yeah. you also end up like much shorter than you started out yeah so like yeah, yeah. You, while you were buzzed you would be or drunk you would be you know you know hunt twice or three times as tall then you end mm-hmm. up you know only a couple of feet tall at the end. An equivalent exchange. By varieties of liquor, you know, mixed drinks become very interesting. Well, mm-hmm. this is a double a size with a twist of hyper and a dash of muscle. Oh my! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, something like that. So, like size cocktail. Uh, exactly. Uh, <laughs> well done. So I was thinking, like, except like, that it I, makes your I, tail I, a cock. Ah! Oh gosh. Oh yeah, that's. Oh. We're reaching so, levels of cringe never known. Well, possible. let's check. <laughs> let's do the usual game of is it already on E six twenty one? Oh boy, oh, it has to be. So like, oh, I've I have found some things that aren't, and I'm not going to say what they are because then someone would put them there. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> so uh, my idea for a size over um, when I first thought of it was that um, if let's say you're the size of like you're a couple hundred feet tall while you're drunk, um, but during the process of either you sleeping it off in the middle of the city or something like that. Um, the process of transitioning from that size down to your normal size itself would be the painful process. Like, so it's a slow, it's a gradual shrinking, but everything that you either consumed that night, everything that you like uh, did to your muscles, because since you're bigger, it takes more energy to move you. Uh, your body essentially would just be balancing that out, and when you're shrinking, you're just like, "Oh my gosh, I want to die!" Uh, oh, that would be up, bad if you, you ate a lot like, of bad food. Yeah, or you like you ate, or you like throw up buses and essentially, and uh, yeah, trains. you you can't take that down with you; it has to come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that's what I mean. Like that that would because hangovers. I've not had many because obviously I double fist one being booze, one being water. Um, but when I've had them, it feels like. Obviously, people know hangovers. It feels like death. So, and it doesn't go over quickly. It's a like, gradual thing. So, you know, you know, Kenson, I've heard you say you double fist before, and I didn't realize that you meant with water. 
Yeah, usually yeah. when people say that, that's not what they mean. It well, means alcohol yeah, and more alcohol. That's why I, yeah. I elaborate. Yeah. I, I, just I double fished like, with the Lord. I use yeah. holy water. The worst hangover I ever had in my life was the night before Thanksgiving. I was back. It was like 19 years old, and I was back uh, in in Kentucky from college and was hanging out with high school friends. And that next day being Thanksgiving, A, I was at my friend's apartment, like, half naked, and all of my friends had left. So waking up like that was not great. Um, mm. And then like, having to go and do Thanksgiving meal while still being, like, super crazy and super bad uh, was not a pleasant experience. Hey, kids or parents of kids, if you're underage, don't drink alcohol and don't drink alcohol to the point of having to hang over half naked before Thanksgiving. Yes, please. You know, 19 years old is legal to drink in some areas where our listeners are. Uh, I thought I thought they finally normalized all of those laws, or was it in like, the United you know, States? But we have international. True. That's fair. Hey, I just did a trip over to Germany, and talk yeah. about a beer-themed country. Oh my God! Sixteen, or like France, you have like eight-year-olds drinking wine with dinner. Well, you know mm-hmm. what it is? Is it's there? It's everywhere. It's all the time. So people don't drink to get drunk. It's exactly. Like, here, I can have this night, nice light summer beer along with dinner and just have maybe a pleasant buzz for the rest of the evening. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a completely different... I like that way of drinking better than the, dude, let's go to the bar and I, do I Jaeger think they still and Everclear. I think they still do have people get drunk pretty often, though. Oh, sure they do. Well, Every country does. So but. alcohol by itself is not the problem. It comes down to temperance. And obviously, it's something that's a very hard thing to resist, especially if you're around a bunch of your friends or in a situation I, where everyone else is drinking. So I love that you're bringing up temperance, and we're talking about alcohol as a growth trigger, and it's the three of okay, us. Okay, so, so be the most intemperate <laughs> lot. So one of us has to be the designated driver. The oh my! Not, the the de- designated the designated sizer. The designated yeah. stomper. No. No, that's having, you. Having to stay our it. normal size and stay well, sober while the rest of your friends get buzzed and tower mm-hmm. over you. So here's Some another question. Some people would find that appealing. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, here's another question. Um, are we assuming that, like, us three strapping chaps, that uh, we, we, we usually have our normal size shifting abilities, would there be an appeal to drinking alcohol even though we could already size shift? Like, ah, what would that, that be was, about? That was one of the questions. The very first question is, what would you use alcohol for? Yeah. And... For characters that can innately control their size, mm-hmm. that is, they think and they change size or whatever, right. anything that reduces the capacity for uh, competent thought oh, that's fair. is going to affect that. I, I used to use that term leaking, as in <laughs> if they're not concentrating on staying small, they start growing. Uh, that's fair. But uh, I could totally see that. There's also the inverse of that, of... The society has dealt with, you know, giants and small people mm-hmm. by giving regular drugs to the giants to make them small. And they have to take it regularly. What happens if it's that sort of a situation? Mm-hmm. And they miss a dose, they forget a dose, they don't <coughs> want to take their dose, that kind of thing. Oh, gosh. Or, or, you know, with any drug, um, eventually your body builds up a tolerance. immunity yeah. through it, a tolerance yeah, yeah. through it. So, you know, the, the, it'll become less and less effective. Mm-hmm. That also made me think um, there are medicines and other you know, over-the-counter drugs that are specific. Uh, they, they state specifically, do not take with alcoholic beverages, one or more, etc. So what would happen if, obviously, someone oh. takes their, their medicine and then took some alcohol and they're like, oh, shit, what? Oh, no. And then, like, something happens. So Size drug entanglement. Yeah, essentially. So uh, that, that's, that's, that's well, an interesting I, I, one. 
th- that that's kind of what led to that bad hangover I was talking about. So I was also right. taking other drugs that you're not supposed to really mix too much with alcohol. That's awful. Uh. Yeah. So, like, I, I like the idea, uh, going back to something that you mentioned, Vinny, like the, the random, or no, was it Quan that mentioned the unpredictable effects? Yeah, that was him. Yeah, yeah, Quan. yeah. So I, I like that idea way more than I thought I would, because I've been thinking in my head about, like, different things that would happen. Because obviously there's the idea of hyper, uh, but we didn't mention, like, transformation. Is that something that we could ah. include in this? Because you could become a different species or a different something. Jensen, you can include whatever you want. Awesome! Yeah! yeah. You're the so, co-host of the podcast, so... Cool! Unless it's something that specifically squicks me, um, then... <laughs> okay. Then, wow, yeah. in a world of growth pills, size inhibitors, and species change, and, yep, yep. you know, body change stuff, the black market, like, freebasing, taking random mm-hmm. pills at parties would be yeah. amazing. Because my thought on that was... Okay, let's say we're walking into a, a party or a con or whatever, and someone there has a homebrew, um, a homebrew booze called Dragon's Breath, and <laughs> you're having a good time. You've had a couple glasses or whatever, uh, and then you start to suddenly feel like your fur is changing or falling off, and then you have scales on your arm. On your and tail you have an or inner something. Inner fire that's just building. Essentially, yeah. And then uh, you eventually just TF either halfway or partway or fully into a dragon in the middle of the room, and then your friends have a party on top of you. And you burp a fireball. Uh huh. It's interesting because, <laughs> like, because transformation and growth go together like transformation and growth. So <laughs> you can't leave that out. Oh. Well, and of course, this opens a whole realm of practical jokes of slipping people oh, you know gosh. fun things. Oh, you're going to be in your exam at college tomorrow. Oh, okay, you're going to be. Let a me werewolf. let me slip you a groofy. But, but really, if, gro- if you're drinking before you're going into your exam, I mean that's your own fault. If you suddenly become a werewolf, guys. I, I I've I've drank in front of an exam. Yes, I've done that. I just I just thought of a terrible thing, but it's also kind of hilarious. I, I'm not sure how this is going to go. So, uh, groofy. Like, you uh, have a, a pill. It's not meant to harm the person, but you're just wanting them to grow big and then have a good time with them. I don't know how that sounds. I, I, I'm very much not with forcing people to do things they don't want to do. I, I know I'm a bit of an oddball on that. But it's just the, any of the fun for me evaporates the moment I'm, I'm doing that. Uh, Doesn't that kind of go against the whole idea of macro as far as like, or at least a, maybe not the whole idea, but at least a huge chunk of it is you're infringing on other people's yeah. space. So in many ways, you're going to be forcing them to do things they probably right, don't want to do, right. whether that's like, be crushed, be crushed. I, I, think, or... I think there's a, a line world difference between uh, imagining a world where there yeah, are yeah. mixed size or interacting mm-hmm. as if you're in that world and forcing the transformation of another. Yeah, because to me, to me, it. I was thinking. Uh, but I, I hate to be the yeah. rain on the parade on that because, like, mm-hmm. if it was someone I knew and I was pulling it as a practical joke and I yeah. know they would find it funny, is totally different than just. Yeah, because I, I can think of a story. Someone. Or like, um, like a like a comic. Obviously, I I imagine seeing this on FA because I've seen comics. I've I've read stories about people who use like a growth ray or use something to make someone change size oh, yeah. 
without them being aware of it or without them knowing about it. And it's, it's widely accepted on FA because it's, it's interesting. So that's what I was thinking. Either it'd be someone like your boyfriend or your girlfriend, significant other, or a friend. And either they're shy about being huge, but they're interested about the idea or small or whatever. And to help them along, you just kind of, you know, do that. And it's amongst friends. That was my thinking. To be clear, um, when we're talking about real life scenarios, I think all of us can agree that in every situation, yes, um, consent is important. Even if you're talking about, you know, whether you're talking about, yes. you know, strangers, friends, boyfriend, mm-hmm. girlfriend, and this, whatever. This is about is fantasy. Let's be clear. Um, this is fantasy. Reality yeah. is different. This is fantasy. And, and well, so that's and that's where I think that there might be some divergence, I guess, of people who. Uh, it becomes mm-hmm. a dicey subject because there's obviously some non-consensual stuff that I think if you fantasize oh, yeah, about, I think is still wrong. Like fantasi- fantasizing about rape is probably of course is, is, is definitely yes, yes, it's definitely course. still wrong. Um, but then when you get to situations like I think that it becomes a little bit grayer when you're talking about obvious fan- mm-hmm. fantasy stuff like growing people, um, even if True. it's non-consensual. I can understand why someone may not have a personal mm-hmm. taste for it, um, but I don't think it's necessarily wrong to enjoy that kind of thing as a fantasy. Right. And that that was my that, that was my that meaning. sound like Benny I mean Benny you were the one who who brought up the Oh yeah, I totally agree. I I I, I hated to no, bring that, that that's up fair. as a caveat. Uh, but yeah. but me personally mm-hmm. I don't like that. I, I don't recognize that as a line that necessarily okay. everyone is going to hold to. You know, but you don't you of, don't you don't find it as objectionable as um like fantasizing darker, about more awful things. Darker, yeah, darker. Things, no, right? uh, and, and actually, a lot of that is a, a tremendous amount of that is context. You know, there's horrible things that happen in novels by fake evil people, and I don't necessarily think the mm-hmm. author is into that. Uh, and so, sure. you know, if, if you're trying to, I, I used to say something to the effect of when you're trying to create an environment in which there's macro, where there's a giant character that can do damage and things, you're trying to justify the unjustifiable. You're, 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 you're trying to find a way that morally Right, and at, at the bottom of it all, uh, at the core, morally, if we could be huge and stompy, it wouldn't really be a great thing, unfortunately. Right. And, and that's where I think that it's okay to right. fantasize about those things and uh, with the understanding that in real life, even if you were able to do it, it wouldn't Correct. run. Yeah, this that is way. making our own worlds inside of yeah. our minds that don't necessarily follow the rules well, of our and, own world and, currently. It also, you're not saying you're doing that right. to like me. You're saying it's to a specific person. So let me let me cite a counterexample where I say, "Hey, I don't like this, of course, but uh, I mm. like something else entirely." I finally got to play the the brand new Rampage. Yeah, I saw you post about that over in Santa Cruz. And uh, it's like one of two that you can publicly play. It's based on the mm-hmm. movie with the characters. Yes. It was awesome. But the only point of that thing is to destroy <laughs> fake people. You're eating them. You're punching down buildings. You're doing it's horrific, true. horrific things. But it is fun. it's fun. And and so it's it really is the context. And, and I think I think that kind of broadens it to a, a maybe a more mainstream example of just video games in general. There's a lot of stuff in video games that people do that if they did in real life would be very morally objectionable. Yep. But it's so you know I don't condemn someone for playing. I'm trying to think of a of a sh- like like Grand Theft Auto. Uh, I don't condemn someone for playing that and running over prostitutes and do all that kind of thing because it is a uh, a fantasy world. It is something that 
Um, I, 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 the, I don't think they're going to be more likely yeah. to do that in real life. Um, so I have, a, I have a point to add to that. Um, and this is just a little bit, not, not a big tangent, just a little one. Um, so the whole video games cause violence thing obviously has been a, a, a hot button. <laughs> but my thought is that people need an outlet. People need a safe space to express themselves. Um, and media like that is one of them. I believe that the majority of people can differentiate fantasy from reality. And if you have, if you can, then you're healthy. If you can't, then you're not healthy. So, yeah, that, that, that's kind of the difference. So us having this environment to express ourselves being macro, micro, etc. is purely that. It's just a, an atmosphere of expression. That being said, there are some people that I've um, followed, uh, or not followed, but I have come across on social media um, through the furry community that I would not want them to have the powers yeah. that they fantasize about in real life because I do not trust them to use yeah. them responsibly. Please stomp responsibly. <laughs> um, not going to name names. <laughs> yes. um, but you know, it is something where I, I think people... There, there's healthy fan mm -hmm. fantasy and there is... There is a level so, of unhealthy fantasy um, as far as it's like really hard, to... and it's really hard to explain that mm -hmm. sometimes. To so, do you guys think you know? uh, wrapping up the alcohol topic, maybe that at the bottom of every alcohol commercial that you see, it says "Please drink responsibly." Do you think that would say "Please grow, please stomp, please something responsibly"? Yes, <laughs> please grow responsibly. Yeah, you know, if it was considered a fundamental right, you know, if yeah. you had it in the Bill of Rights, there, number three, the, "Thou shalt grow, not... shall not abridge the right." <laughs> It's not Macrolobe's fault that you drank their alcohol and then went out and That's caused. Uh, I, I could, that was the best alcohol That's macro right. pun I could think of. Um, as far as as far oh as a band, brand of Macrolobe, I don't know. That makes it sound like really big ears, like have Barack Obama or Ross Perot. Now we have ears. to like. Now we have to come <laughs> up with macro uh, names for for drinks. That that would be. Biggest big smile. <laughs> oh boy. Well, I I think well also just while sticking on um, sticking on the well. alcohol uh, subject <clears throat> for a little bit longer. Um, I'll, I'll let you guess what size the Manhattan ah, nice. gets you to. Go ahead, Juan. <laughs> and then you would have yeah, you could have uh, the a St. Uh, Louis the, Slammer. The, the, well, well, oh, what would boy. a Cosmo get you? Oh then? boy. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's I cosmopolitan, it. not cosmos. But I still. know, but that's why you have yep, to just cosmos. stick with your brief. So that makes me want to actually yeah. like make mixed drinks that either haven't been tried before or out of you know scratch, and actually name them after macro stuff and serve them at cons. That'd be fun. I'll just um, do what everyone else does: pick a mixed drink out of Mister Boston's, and then go write it up on Urban Dictionary under the name you think it belongs <laughs> cool. under, and you're done. And I think one other thing I kind of wanted to, to discuss a little bit, it, um, we've been focusing a lot on size changing within the drinks, which I think is probably the most in our respective wheelhouses. Yeah. But there's also, I think, just a level of you know, people who, you know, not involving soft teams, just have people who are, you know, constant mm -hmm. macros or constant micros and how That's that fair. would affect, um, how you know, how, for example, a macro, would they have to go to, a you know the Jim Beam Distillery and get a whole vat to yeah. get the same oh. level of, of buzz that how, how uh, much sake so Godzilla drink mm -hmm. yeah having to to I don't know I, I'm trying to think if they have I, don't, I, I, I haven't seen water well, towers in a 
Tokyo, so I don't know if so, they have those or not. But. Like silos, water towers, um, distilleries. Well, you know those big yeah. nuke plant cooling towers. Yeah, that's look exactly like what I was thinking. Um, in fact, they could be uh, fashioned to look more like um, a stein. That would be interesting. I, I think I think I think Remy Zilla mm-hmm. has art of that. Yeah, I, I think so too now. because she is essentially. I think it was drawn by Cougar. Um, she's picking up a silo vat, and it's obviously got the nuclear uh, waste inside of it, and she's drinking it like mm-hmm. a like a brewski. Okay, yeah. like nuclear silos. I couldn't think of like yeah, any nuclear silos. silos, I've seen silos. Tokyo, but yeah, the the silos. what the the uh, what nuclear was it? waste. Okay, I thought no. you said nuclear. Nuclear as, as, a, as oh, opposed yeah, to nuclear. nuclear. Thank you, President Bush. Oh my gosh. Really, Betty? So, like, I, I was thinking. I'm sorry, I'm okay. a nuclear Nazi. So, but, like, having them um, look like Steins would be adorable and amazing. That'd be interesting. Or, oh, also, wow. do you think there would be the a flagons. market for um, for ice cubes that have micros oh, in them that you can put in Okay, so. Oh, oh, boy. Oh, oh, pivot that right into Vore. <laughs> it's, I mean, hey, you're consuming something. Well, not, not necessarily Vore. I mean, well, I mean, like, because there's ice cubes that have, like, or, or like, like a bottle of tequila that has the worm in it. I mean, you're not supposed to eat the worm. So oh. maybe, maybe you know, like, you're not supposed to eat the micro. Maybe the micro is, like, super hallucinogenic, and maybe that becomes a rumor that if you and, eat and, the micro, then you trip balls and, <laughs> uh, you know. Have you ever done high-proof uh, cherries in mm-hmm. your drink? No. Yeah. Where you soak cherries, cherries yeah. in like Everclear or vodka or it something works. really high end, and it, it gives you it a little works. cherry that burns like a little. Fruit. Hmm. So if you start with a drunken yeah. micro, so fruit, fruit is very very good <laughs> at making uh, just holding booze inside. So yeah, if there's a micro as a garnish or something for your drink, who is just you know totally gone, who knows? That that could be a thing. That would be the last, you know, kind of middle finger from the micro that got ate. I'm so drunk, you're gonna get angry. Yeah, that, that's like me. okay. So what if there was a micro who was like, what if what if micros? And this is gonna sound weird. Um, what if micros were more alcohol tolerant and they could have more inside of them as opposed to uh, a macro in some weird twisted fashion? So micros would actually seek out um, consuming micros to get more of a buzz. Yeah. Oh, oh! So they they become yeah, like a reverse concentration of sorts, where like the micros can just hold a lot more, uh, you know, of the drunkenness effect in them, so that when you consume them, it makes the macro in turn more drunk. Oh boy! So, so are you saying that they would have just yeah, a super, super high tolerance, tolerance then? Yeah, but because that they would... have super high tolerance, you want to put them in your drink, so that way you yeah. get a yeah. kick when you drink them. Well, that would be really like almost cruel to the micro of having like having this high tolerance that they have to like basically consume a normal sized uh, shot or, mm-hmm. or glass of something um, for for like yeah. someone who's who's normal size having to consume that to mm-hmm. get the same level of buzz that the normal sized person would get from one because <coughs> they would that would take a long time for a micro they, to go through a they just put a snorkel on I'm just I'm bottle. just thinking of this yeah. this micro who's just been a professional at this for like three decades or whatever it's like all right honey what you want and then like they just like okay like coming right up and then they just like make this huge drink and just drink it in like one sitting it would have to almost be right. like a team it's of like all right i'm ready be able to make those drinks <laughs> like, get the crane yeah 
but like like and then there'd be some fat some way for it to like work out in the end the wizard did it but so but that was just a thought i had or or it could be like it could be like uh like synths okay. or um or like i don't know goo clones or something S- something that would make it you know less cruel not sure how you'd do that you're you're basically making rummy bears, bears yes. aren't you but micros <laughs> I like this idea. <laughs> I want it to be okay. <laughs> oh, All right. Well, I think that uh, then will allow us to kind of transition. from there move off of alcohol and on to Wow, we transition more... from like ultimate consent morality all the way through boring micro. Rummy bears. Make sure your micro make make sure to get consent from your this micro. Fair. Please you and please stomp responsibly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. Yes. But um, we're gonna so have a PSA I, for that. Like 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 any good drug, alcohol could potentially be a gateway drug to other um, consi- yeah. uh, other types of uh, inebriational yeah, uh, activities. Uh, dopamine, word, dopamine but, flooding, um, if you will. Yes. So. Yeah. Marijuana. Cannabis. Grow. Grow marijuana. Macarijuana. Smoking a joint. As big Skyscra- as a skyscraper, is that my truck? Yes, please. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. That would be the nicest kaiju Yo, rampage. I'm just ever. chill, bro. I'm just here. If you guys want to climb on me, cool. I'm just having a great time. You know, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even. Dude, do you ever think about? Do you ever yeah, think about man. Pause? Dude, paws are the greatest <laughs> ever. Shit. You ever take a look at paws and just think, man, how? Big must those paws be Shit, be bro, paws. you're right, man. That's that's right. <laughs> so so now I'm actually kind of curious before we go on with this is is all right, I'll be mm-hmm. first to fess up. I went to college and the marijuana was as freely available oh, wow. as SEMA. Uh, but I didn't actually have it until later and in music okay. community stuff. Uh, so I I have I've had marijuana mm-hmm. in several forms. I have uh, never seen or ingested mm-hmm. marijuana. I've smelled it. Um, you know, oh. I, li- I lived in California for three years. Yeah, you can't escape basically. It in California. Yeah. But I have never actually been to a point to where it would have been um, something I could have easily gotten to. Well, I mean, if, I, if I'd have wanted to, I could have probably gone out and gotten it easily. But, um, you know, it's just never, it's not something I'm personally against. It's just never something I've really been that interested in. So, oh, okay. Uh, how about you, Kenson? I, I'm guessing no. I think Kenson talked about being high on Twitter. Oh, did he? Kenson? Oh, we scared Kenson. Uh, sorry, guys. I'm having some audacity trouble. We can cut this part out. So we'll pick up from here, Quandry, in the future. Right here. Right here. No. Here. No, here. Okay, <laughs> okay. good. So, so, so Ken said, Benny wants to know if you've ever gotten high. Uh, yes, I have actually. Uh, I partake regularly now. Oh, um, really? Yes, yes, I do. It is wonderful. Uh, Ohio being just literally right on the edge of it being uh, legalized recreationally. Uh, medicinally, I think it totally is, and it's close recreationally. Yeah, they, um, they accidentally legalized it in the entire state uh, by yeah. enforcement hiccup. Uh, a little bit mm-hmm. ago, but they, they still have yet to officially make it recreational. 
Right. Um, but since that's become a thing, uh, and it was before all that happened, too. It was like, uh, first time was probably like half a year ago, but Hikari and I both uh, partake with, with friends of ours, and I have to say I prefer it over alcohol. Um, it, it, is is, a, it is a milder buzz and a milder come down. I'll give that. Yes, it is. It's it's very nice. And you don't really hear about getting like hungover from right. Uh, no, from and, and from, from personal a, experience, you know, yeah. I understand where angry drunks come from and bad decisions. I mm-hmm. don't think I could get there on marijuana. It's this is right. like yeah. This is this is like abusing Tylenol. I mean, it's it's, <laughs> it's like. It's, and there's there's a gauge out there. Some guy does the 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 risk level assessments of what are the equivalent uh, of it, and it's like you know mm-hmm. uh, the, the danger level of doing marijuana is like ordering a pizza. You know. Yeah, like like seriously, yeah. I have to say my favorite part about it uh, when it comes to thinking about growing or anything like that is you do they call it a high for a reason. You feel like you're floating. You feel like you're not on Earth really anymore. And combining that with just the steady growth. Uh, of my body getting bigger and things, it would be the chillest rampage ever. I wouldn't move. Now, like I said, I would just lay down in the middle of like Broadway Street in New York, be like, "Hey guys, yo." So but, I'm here. But then you would probably also not be very aware of where your body parts were uh, extending towards, that is true. and they would still probably cause significant damage. Oh shit! Sorry, my my bad. We can fix that later. I, hey, I so I, I'm I starving. Think I more motion and location awareness on alcohol than I do on marijuana. Yep. Now, interesting, yep. do you get, I don't get them, do you get synesthesia effects? Do you get uh, vision or, or audio effects when you're when you're doing marijuana? Uh, so, kind of. Um, I become so, it's almost like I'm in a dream. Like, I'm having a lucid dream in reality. Um, I start, there have been some times where I've imagined things in my mind, and since I'm in kind of an in-between space between what I think is reality and what's a dream, that my brain kind of superimposes ah. what I'm thinking about on top, and it's 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 kind of neat. So the danger of giving Kenshin marijuana would be he would be really into watching himself grow. That's that's fair. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta say, um, th- this might get a little lewd, but um, whenever I have gotten high and I have looked on fa at stuff or watched anything growy or stompy yeah the effects are 10 times 20 times more intense it's fantastic nice that's also a thing um but like i just get really hella hungry that's it so my vor potential goes through the through the roof <laughs> that's another thing everyone, everyone becomes uh, munchies. the munchies yeah like i i i have more intense munchies than i think many people do because I've not had a lot of experience with, you know, being around a bunch of people smoking. But I get ravenous. <laughs> I get so hungry. I have drove, I've driven to the store um, while high. Uh, and I, I've purchased like almost $100 worth of groceries. Okay, I, I, sh- I feel like I need to, clear, to, to uh, hmm. point out here. Um, even though being high under marijuana is not probably as dangerous as being drunk and driving mm-hmm. it's still not a good idea to drive yeah while. i know not my finest moment but i was so. yeah I, I i doordash now i specifically doordash now <laughs> <laughs> that, that works that i works. think that's half of doordash's business in california because yep. doordash people, is why else would someone doordash mcdonald's mm-hmm. uh, but mcdonald's has mcdelivery 
So, <laughs> why well, I think don't they partner with DoorDash or something? They yeah, partner with Uber Eats. It's Dude, Uber Eats. I want a hundred yeah. McNuggets, Bruh. <laughs> and that's the thing that those are just bad decisions because there's no way you're going to eat all of those <clears> McNuggets, <throat> no matter how hungry you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, the the THC just convinces you that you are just yeah. more hungry than you than you think you are. So, so, so have you guys both heard of the uh, '30s film Reefer Madness? Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of, uh, you know, because for those of you who are out there in, in listener land who haven't heard, um, it's a it was a propaganda film, I guess, that is kind of designed to show the crazy effects of what happens when you use marijuana. Oh boy. Like, you know, go in and you'll commit all these murders and, <laughs> and attempt to rape and all this stuff that is totally like... Yeah, it's, it's a bad, um, heavy-handed, late 30s, early 40s yeah. film. It's so bad. Like, so how... What would what, what would that a movie like that be look like if you if the marijuana also had the side effect of the the growth potential? Would you yeah. you have like a kaiju reefer madness? Yeah. So you, you take Godzilla <laughs> and you give him a joint. You know and I, then just let him go. I, I want to see that film. I also want to see the other side of the coin. I want to see the duck and cover film that they show all the normal people about for when the macros drink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. I don't think yeah, it's going to be about as safe as duck and covering for a nuclear blast. Yeah, and I, I think both Reefer Madness and duck and cover you can go watch <coughs> on archive.org. I think the copyright long since went away. Oh, yeah. Reefer Madness is definitely in the public domain. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming the other stuff Ooh, is Ooh, and I can shout out to a different, uh, I guess, video cast. If you want to watch Reefer Madness with people commentarying along, uh, the Dragget Show did a watch along with that. Ah, that's awesome. I love Alkali and, and company on that show. Um, so I gotta say, when it comes to macros, uh, either someone normal size shifting into macro from smoking or a macro who is actually just permanently macro and smoking, I have to say the whole reefer madness thing, uh, obviously was heavy handed or heavy pod, but it it just, when when you're high, you don't want to move. Like you have an entire, you could watch a movie on the couch Without the TV on, your brain is making its own movie, and you can I, you can do whatever. It's <laughs> see that's kind of maybe why I, I don't necessarily want to go and and start using marijuana because I'm already lazy. So <laughs> super like, think about like a lazy red panda that is also uh, you know smoking pot mm-hmm. and just becomes <laughs> like a, a blob. So I just imagine Quan just uh, lounging on the couch while he's while high going just wah just wahing the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Super wah. wah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, initially for the longest time I shied off from any uh, drug usage at all because I was afraid of <laughs> basically I didn't like the idea of loss of control. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, right. of what's going on in my head. I thought that was kind of a bad. Uh, yeah. Were you straight edge? Oh my god! Mark X's on your hands. Straight edge. There was there was a dark part in my life okay. where I was straight edge. I'm sorry. You didn't grow up in the in the 90s. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. No, I, so, I grew up in the 70s. The, straight edge is a movement. Um, oh god. I guess is probably the best way for it. That is that grew oh, out of gosh. the late '80s hardcore punk scene, uh, um, specifically the band Minor Threat mm-hmm. that um, wrote, wrote the song "Straight Edge," uh, and it's the whole idea of the um, movement is to abstain from uh, drugs and alcohol and premarital mm-hmm. sex, um, and 
initially when it started, it was kind of not not supposed. Like I think uh, Minor Threat, and I forget the name of the lead singer, but the, the lead singer um, who also went on to form Fugazi, which is a much better band. Um, <laughs> they um, they he uh, said that um, well, you know, it was just kind of more talking about like why I don't do these things. I'm not trying to. I was, he wasn't trying to start a movement, but especially in the '90s and early 2000s, you had all of these like. I'll say it mostly church kids that mm-hmm. wanted to try to seem cool, um, but also not wanting to abandon their church morality. That um, would adopt the uh, the straight edge mentality, quote unquote. Yep. Um, as far as like avoiding that, the thing with straight edge that, that in its original incarnation, it also was kind of paired with like veganism and um, being you know morally conscious of the uh, like the political scene and environmental scene, which kind of got abandoned in the 90s and 2000s by most of the people who um, went on to to adopt the straight edge mo- uh, moniker for, you know, for reasons, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, so that's a tangent. Wow. <laughs> you, you know, I, I, I hadn't heard of it, but I, I know why I haven't heard of it. Uh, I grew up in the late 70s, early 80s, uh, down the street from the Christian Broadcast Network headquarters in Virginia Beach, Virginia. And well, so the thing is, this is actually based. This is in Virginia. Oh, totally. Um, that's where it got started. But what I'm getting because minor threat, minor threat was based out of DC. The whole Tammy Faye Baker, uh, Jimmy Swaggart, all of that happened in my front yard and was local news, and uh, I just started to tune it out uh, because it was just constant. It's like if you live in Washington D.C., eventually you just ignore politics, yeah, because it's on constantly all the time. You just tune it out. And so I probably completely missed this movement rising and dropping because my filter would just replace it with, you know, color bars and tone as it went by. I just ignore it. Uh, and to be fair, like, at least in its original incarnation, it was very underground. Yeah. It wasn't, like, well, super mainstream. Well, to back up for for what I was going there, where, where you're worried about ending up a lump by taking uh, marijuana, someone gave me a rather potent uh, gummy bear uh, right before I played a music event. Uh, and because, you know, at this point, you know, I've done a ton of music my whole life. And so it's like, I wonder what it's going to be like. And there's stuff that you learn how to do that becomes, I, I say it's in your hands. You already know how to do it without thinking about it. And what the, what it did to me was it calmed down the other side of my brain, the brain that worries about, am I doing this at the right point? Am I in the, is it in time? Have I done all this other shit? That basically tells that portion of the brain to take a chill. And the other half of you, the, the, the things you've practiced, the things your fingers and hands know, just happens. And, and it was, I, I see why musicians do this drug so much. You know, it, it really just kind of opens that door and lets you calm down. And so, I'm, frankly, I'm surprised it isn't more rife uh, through other mm-hmm. facets of the community. But actually, the, uh, the classical music community, uh, professional players, they abuse, it's not Adderall, but there's a, a concentration drug that is is kind of pretty heavily abused in orchestra players. Yeah. Uh, amphetamine? Uh, I think that may be it, yeah. So, I mean, amphetamine, Adderall is amphetamine, yeah. so it would be You know, it's just way. something to help maintain your concentration level that much higher. And it's like, dude, I, I, I can't be that serious. So something else that um, marijuana cannabis helps with, with a lot of people in, you know, real life, is anxieties, um, depression, yes. stuff like that. So kind of shifting gears just a tad um, what would that do for uh, people who are into size play or people who are into, you know, whatever, who are either super shy about growing and want to try it or shrinking or something? 
Well, I could see if, if you were a moral giant, that is, you recognized you couldn't go do rampage things, and your entire life you're dealing with a world where the smallest movements uh, are going to mess with people or you're just mm-hmm. struggling to fit in. Uh, yep. You're going to be frustrated and just something to take the edge off, you know. Yeah. Sometimes when I had really stressful jobs, I would drink. It is a tool to lower stress. Yeah. You just can't let it overtake you. Correct. And so I, I could totally see that of like, I just need to calm the hell down. Uh, yeah. There's a great. Yeah, because obviously. Oh, go ahead. Uh, so I was just going to say, obviously, when you smoke, um, you don't have to go, you know, completely in. No. It, you can take it in doses. So. Um, well, and I think that also kind of brings to a subject of what would something like a Growthaholics Anonymous be like <laughs> as far as... Oh, boy. Um, I shouldn't laugh at that. Peop- people who who recognize that their addiction to these growth-altering substances mm-hmm. is creates problems in their life. Oh. And that they can't use it... Um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They can't use it uh, recreationally, or well, no, like responsibly. Responsibly, sorry. okay. I think of the word responsibly. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Please grow responsibly. And, and, and so it's it's something that they have to abstain from. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I could I could I could see some interesting uh, stories in profiling somebody who has to who who is dealing with that struggle. Yeah, and I just thought of something else. Uh, perhaps a a motive for the main character of this story. Um, let's say we're living in a world where there are people who can both control their size and people who can't. And the people who can control their size are obviously, you know, they, they have more of a status because they can become huge or small, etc. Um, but what if there's uh, kind of an outbreak of people who are jealous of that and the growaholic gets them there and they feel like they have achieved that but only while under the influence. And so ah. that would quickly devolve into an addiction because they want to be able to control their size, but they just don't have the genetics so they can't innately do it. I thought you were going to steer that into like a weird version of cops where you had the people that were the size police, you know, bad boys, bad size boys. Police. What you going to do? What you going to do, what you gonna boys, do when they stomping on you? Anyway, <laughs> uh, Big boys. Yeah, big boys. So... Big boys, itty bitty boy. Oh god, I gotta sing that later. Spike, Spike challenged me. You hear me, Spike? I will do that later. Anyway. You know, there's a. I think there's a, a Discord group of singing furries. So if you wanted to do like a multi-track mm-hmm. thing, you could probably get people to help you. Oh gosh, yeah. But like, so, um, but that that would that kind of addiction. Um, the, we kind of see that in different things in in real life. Um, usually when it comes to. Uh, being jealous of people's status or, you know, popularity, etc. But if it came down to something that a a drink could provide you, that's a very slippery slope. Because especially if you wanted to be huge and you just couldn't do it, but you, you have a drink that lets you do it. That would be fun. It would be fun, but it would also be a very slippery slope, I think, to... Uh, some some very hellacious addictions. Well, you know, we've talked about, let's see here, alcohol. We've kind of referenced drugs. We've kind of uh, marijuana. We, we only joke mm-hmm. it about caffeine. Would you really want to see a caffeinated Godzilla? Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, if, if it doubles or triples the stomps per hour, hell yeah. Oh, I think you could even go in, even further <laughs> into that and, like, into harder drugs and stuff like cocaine, which has, <laughs> you know, like like a coked out Godzilla. Bro-cane. 
Yeah. Crocane. Oh boy. I don't, I don't know. That that seems like that would that's where the line should be drawn as far as yeah, yeah grow cane and and yeah, maybe even grow SD or, or <laughs> GSD. GSD. Oh, um, so, well, that makes it yeah. Shepherd. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. So I agree. Uh, obviously, the territory of hard drugs to hardest drugs is a territory that no one should tread to, even if you are thousands of feet tall and feel like you can take it. Just don't do it. It's it, it, like those hard drugs are life altering. So if we combine them to macro micro, it would just multiply those effects don't exponentially. Snort, don't snort coke. Snort clouds instead. Yeah, that's true. Vape. We get it. You vape. Um, <laughs> or snort micros. Anyway, um, that's that's disgusting. Only only with consent. But yeah, anything harder than I'd say marijuana is yeah. Not, well, I would not say, great. I mean, I would say alcohol is harder than marijuana. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, marijuana is only considered illegal because of like a bunch of propaganda that happened in the yeah. 20s yeah, and 30s. It's, it's, and like, the it's like the most William Randolph Hearst, Hearst paper interests and, you know. Yeah, it's it's literally the most, like, one of the most natural things. It's yeah. a plant and you just grow it and then you roll it and you smoke right. it like alcohols there's a brewing process. man made beer god made weed who do you trust nice yeah whatever but but yeah it's it's true um but the, the more we think about hard drugs when it comes to macros the more things get very very dicey uh <laughs> there's kind of a, a shelf that just falls off to the bottom of that ocean well i think that's where you can really come into danger with combining growth effects with hallucinogenics like LSD or, or like shrooms. Um, yeah. Because even if then you can take somebody who is even like a nice macro who doesn't want to cause destruction mm -hmm. and through no fault, or, you know, through, through no awareness of their own, they yeah. um, end up decimating a city based on the hallucination that, you know, maybe they thought they were giving everybody hugs yep. and instead everyone becomes pulpy little red mm -hmm. spots on their paws and, and chest. Yeah, which is totally not what Dragonian was trying to convince me of all that time. <laughs> yeah, but like, um, yeah, because hallucinogens, um, they they can make you see something that you that is obviously not there, and yeah, because I just imagine someone who's who's gentle going through something like that, and then it just totally wrecking them mentally. So yeah, that's bad. That's dark. Oof, icky, icky stuff. It just makes me think of the robot chicken Star Wars where um, they show Anakin like, oh, like all happy and going through and, and like cutting flowers for uh, for Padme and they end yeah. up being like cutting the, the the Jedi kids or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for goodness sake. Gosh. Oh, it's gross. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. But I mean, okay, let me just say this. Let me, let me, let me hit the e-brake for just a second and, you know mention this everyone since the dawn of just man has enjoyed the macabre has enjoyed dark stories has enjoyed stuff like that so where do you draw the line between having because we're clearly talking about fantasy uh where do you draw the line to you know like harder drugs or macro um becoming an off-limits topic because we've seen stories and movies and stuff in the past that deal with extremely rough and hard topics 
uh, and people in, enjoy them. People like seeing those dark things because we have an affinity towards, you know, stuff like that for, for reasons that are, you know, in our in our brains biologically. But is it okay to think about it in fantasy? Similar to the topic we talked about at the beginning. Right. I, I don't, I mean, personally, I have very few things that I would consider um, off-limit topics. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, like... Rape is one of them because yeah. rape is so disgusting. And but even still, like there are good, there are good examples of good cinema and good literature that talk about rape and have it as a part a plot point. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's it's not glorifying the rape. I think that's when you right, right. Well, e- even still, like 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 something like Clockwork Orange. Um, Obviously, there you know there is a a scene where the protagonist of the movie is sexually assaulting um, you know the uh, the the lady in the in the White House the house the you know mm-hmm. it's been a while since Clockwork Orange um, and I don't think you're necessarily supposed to feel good about that no. but it's also not like I mean that is the protagonist and it's not necessarily yeah, Clockwork Orange is a weird movie so I think there are <laughs> there are <laughs> my my point is I think that there are places and like a time and a place times for like any subject no matter how mm-hmm. um macabre or how how uncomfortable it may make us right, right. it just depends on how well it's done yeah by the by the author yeah because uh when we're talking about substances that would cause macros micros or normal people to size shift uh to experience things that may make them more destructive something like that um that would kind of fall in line with one of these topics uh because it'd be a a very destructive thing people would get hurt blah 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 um but obviously we're thinking about it in fantasy so i I agree when it comes to having a right environment or right way to approach things um and i think it goes back to something we were talking about before to where it also has an element of release i mean that's why torture porn films like like saw and stuff are um, popular because they it's not like people want to think about themselves getting mm-hmm. um, you know their eyeball dissected or whatever happens and so I've, I've only seen very small yeah there's like eight of them but yeah and there's way too many mm-hmm. um, but it gives people a um, I guess the the ability to thought experiment process well the ability to pro yeah to, to think about and to process mm-hmm. the you know very really really dark heinous acts right. can help um, release certain tensions right. and certain uh, you know just just feelings that people have to make well, them right. and there's hopefully a, natu- a little healthier yeah there's a natural tendency of people want to look at horrific things I mean right. everyone slows down and rubbernecks at the accident whether or not they want to admit it. And when they're pulling up to it, you're like, is it offended better or are there bodies on the ground? Yeah. And then you hate yourself for thinking that. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of a naturalish reaction. Right. And like, so when it comes to thought experiments, um, personally, I have had many occasions where my days at work have been absolutely hellacious and I want to go home. And I will think about just crushing my work into a pulpy paw crater and stuff like that. Like thought experiments done in fantasy. I believe that, for the most part, they are harmless and they're, they're good. It's only when you act upon something in reality to hurt somebody that's when it becomes bad. So, right. 
Um, but yeah, because I, I think about that stuff all the time, obviously, being a, a, a big-minded person that I am. What, destroying work or thinking about big things? Both, actually, because my work sometimes <laughs> gets very, yeah, people don't do the jobs. Well, I, I agree with you all. I mean, you can basically, you should be able to talk and address anything. And in many cases, uh, novel and written word and movies are some of the best ways we can address yeah. some horrific subjects and bring them to us. Uh, you could cite examples like, uh, what was the Spielberg film, uh, Schindler's List, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But I, I most importantly want to underscore the only subject we really can't talk about is we're not bringing up poodling on this cast. Oh, my gosh. Ever. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, okay, Benny, don't stoke know. the flames. Benny, Benny, I think you need to describe what, what you just talked about. Poodling is where people are wearing a fursuit head or partial while skin is exposed mm -hmm. in other areas. And, and there are there are furries who are clearly and vehemently against it. And then there are furries <laughs> who are chill with it. And quit, I am one quit, of the ones. Quit talking about it. it. Quit talking about it. No. So, you know, Don't express an opinion. People... They will kill us. <laughs> how, how does, but how does that hurt people? People just need to chill out, man. Yeah. I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. It's, it's kind of dumb, in my opinion. But hey. <laughs> People have vehement opinions because people approach fursuiting for very different reasons. Well, if you're treating fursuiting as like a like a um, like a profession, quote unquote, or something that you need to dress to impress for, sure, I get that. But you but, know what? I think that going and telling somebody, "Oh, you're not doing right. your hobby right," is the most arrogant, like I agree, small-minded thing you could possibly. Do. I agree. Um, you know, the whole point of the furry community is expressing yourself. Yes, and. And being able to hand, uh, to uh, experience these things the way you want to, and as long as you're not hurting anybody else, and poodling or partialing or taking off your fursuit head in public is not hurting anybody else, magic. Then, then, then you know, fuck off on on going off and saying that <laughs> oh you shouldn't be doing that. That 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 honestly that pisses me off more than almost anything. Yeah, really. Uh, you heard it here. Fuck off. No. Uh, so. Well, no. The, the interesting thing is, is uh, people are so uh, apoplectic over it in 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 both directions at times mm -hmm. that you can't actually have uh, a sane middleware on it. Mm -hmm. And let me cite an example before I get shot. Uh, <laughs> so, for example, certain cons have fursuit meet and greets mm -hmm. with the public, and in many cases, there are young children present. Yes. And so some of the folks who maintain and project a character is how they are a part of it are kind of saying, hey, could you not take your fursuit head off in front of the kids where it'll startle them if possible? And then that becomes a fuck you, you don't limit me. But and then you grow up yeah, with yeah, people yeah. that – that that become you know thirteen year olds and go to Disney World and you know pull on the back of Tigger because they don't see Tigger as an actual person. I, um, I they, guarantee mm -hmm. you that young children do not see that as a person in a suit. That's the way kids think. They you know, should I, though. That's that's the little, thing though. <laughs> when I was a little kid, there was a, there was a, a drawbridge near my house. When I was a little kid, there's a little basically room at the top of the drawbridge where the guy operates the drawbridge. To my little kid head. The guy lives there. I mean, kids think in yeah. very simplified arcs. Now, if you're like, hey, if I'm overheating, take the fucking head off. But, but, but to understand and, and, what they're saying, they're not saying we don't think you should perform this way and all this other crap. We're not questioning you as a person. We're saying, hey, maybe in front of the little kids, think that we're in front of little kids. If you don't want to be in front of little kids, you know, it's, it's like everyone – 
no one goes around telling the little kids Santa isn't real. It's kind of the same thing. I, if you're going to go and go tell kids that are six and five and four and three and say, well, Santa isn't real, well, then that's the kind of person you are. And literally some folks are kind of saying, hey, remember, don't tell the kids that Santa isn't real because they still believe. But and I think so, that's a difference between is being it? in... Well, let me finish. Between being in a... Um, and there's a difference between being in a organized like meet and greet area, um, even if it's not a professional thing, even if you're not getting paid for it, mm-hmm. um, and just like being in the lobby of a con hotel. Yes, um, and, very, and very where, true. And no. that's where I, I find the most objection, the, the people that object um, to you know people partialing or whatever, um, or, or poodling or, or taking off their head, the most at wrong. Because oh, yeah. that is just a common social space. And yeah, there might be kids there. And maybe you'll ruin the magic for a kid. But that doesn't, you know, you're not being paid to be there. You're not, you're no. not um, no. part of any kind of, you're not signing up to agree to any kind of rules. It is mm-hmm. just something you're there to enjoy yourself. And you should be able to enjoy yourself again as long as you're not hurting anybody. Oh, enjoy yeah. yourself let, let me back up and make that clear. I was possible. citing a, a very specific example where that occurred that was someone trying to say kind of a middle was, path. Was that a I, well, I, I just don't think that example is what most people are talking about when, no, when, no. They're, well, when they're making that objection. That's what reignited the latest explosion. That was Anthrocon's parade. But uh, no, overall, do whatever the hell makes you happy. I don't personally care. What's and also, I think what's interesting is I'm seeing a lot of people are dogpiling on anyone that says anything about projecting a character. Now it's like, fuck you, that's old. You're going to be one of these don't ruin the magic people. And I'm like, they didn't say that actually. Uh, but eh, whatever. Do what makes you happy. Kenson, you were going to say something? Oh no, we lost Kenson again. You know what makes me? I, I was I was cutting a joke about poodling, and we ended up talking about it anyway. Kenson, <laughs> <laughs> are you back? Something happened. I will be right back. I'm very sorry. I'll be five minutes. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry I brought up poodling. No, it's fine. But I mean just I guess we can like one of the things that I that make me kind of feel strong about that is that I have as someone who worked for Disney for 6 years, 5 years, how long I worked there, um that I've seen so much abuse of characters. Oh, really? Um because and, and and it's not by everyone by any means. It's you know it's a very small percentage of people, but it's a lot of a lot of like teenagers and teenagers are dumb, but even adults um, and sometimes kids. Um, and it's because they don't see that person, they don't think about the person that's inside the the suit. They they see it as a a, a fantasy almost, and and that's where the lines. And part of that's Disney. Obviously, Disney wants to portray wants to project that. Um, but that's where they make their money. But yeah, the moment it becomes a danger to the person in the suit, though, you need to exactly. attenuate that. And I think that also, you know, there's a, that safety concern where the mo- you know, where you have first reading is fucking hard work as far as like, you know, your your physical, um, the physicalness that you're under. Um, so the safety of the performer, 
has to be above any kind of other concerns. And if somebody is feeling like they're about to throw up or pass out, then and they and they don't have the uh, they don't feel like they're going to be able to get to the fursuit lounge, um, then yeah, they they should by all means have the oh yeah uh, freedom to be able to remove their head and people that judge them for that are are dicks. Well, yeah, there's a safety issue in on that. There's like go to hell. There's also people get into the suiting suiting for different motivations. So there's going to be a group of people that are there because. They're projecting a character. Either it's something they want to put together that they've written a backstory over, or it's a very specific thing and they want to stay in that character. Uh, and that's one motivation. And then at the other extreme, you've got people that want to put on ears and a tail and dance. And in right. between, there's a huge gradient of motivations. And the 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 persons who are at the just having fun end of things, and hell, even some of the character things, if it works, are going to be... They're, they're going to be more inclined of like, it's hot. I'm not going to wear the body portion, you know? And and I think the issue becomes when someone takes their own personal motivations for fursuiting oh, yeah. and saying that that should apply to everyone. Oh, and, yeah, that and, happens and all that's, over the place. And that is um, just just wrong, a, way, a wrong way of thinking. Way, um, way before the, the, the le- latest incarnation of the poodling argument, I, I had kind of an eye-opening thing at One Further Confusion. Uh, I was sitting outside. Their zoo is right outside the dance area. So mm-hmm. I'm sitting at the zoo chatting with some friends, and a person comes out of the dance uh, and flops down. It's a, a, and it's a, kind of a, a copy-looking costume. It's a full fursuit. And uh, they take their head off, and they take their paws off, and I think it's because they're overheated. And it's a young girl. Uh, and uh, I'm sitting there looking at it, and something just doesn't line up. And so I ask her, I says, what's the species of this? It looks kind of like an Okapi, or is it an elk? It's kind of that African kind of tan with the horns and everything. It's yeah. a very beautiful suit. And she spins the heads around and looks at it for a moment and goes, ah, I don't know. I bought it because it looked good. And I was yeah. just, oh, really? And I chatted with her for a little bit more. And it turns out she bought the head and the body separate. And what was throwing me off was it was an Okapi body, and it was a different antelope head. To be fair, in in real life, Okapis look like they were mixed together from about two or three different fursuits, so yeah. <laughs> that kind of fits. Totally. That's why I was like, what is this? Up until that point, my view of what fursuiting was, because I came in back in the old ancient before times, was you identified a character and you spent a long time building them. And so it's like, oh, yeah, the world's kind of changed now. She's in there to have fun. And so... Yay, uh, Kenson's back. Hi, Kenson. Hey, Sorry, what's up? Sorry, go ahead, but continue. It's all good. And that's how you can avoid paying taxes for the rest of your life. So, Kenson. <laughs> oh, what did I miss? <laughs> Sorry, you have, you'll have to listen to the podcast. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Just like you did on every single one of them, right? Yes, yeah. totally. All right. So we've, we've blown <laughs> through a little bit of time. Uh, do, do, God, we've only, covered, uh, we've only covered alcohol, marijuana, and we only touched on caffeine. I think that's well, good. Well, we, we talked a, we talked a little bit about harder drugs and like LSD and mushrooms and cocaine. Is, I don't is, know. Is Do LSD us... a harder drug? Yeah, for sure. It, it, well, it's I would less dangerous it. than alcohol. Mm. Eh, I'd say it's at least on par. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Oh, okay, fair enough. It's one that is like illegal across the board. How's that? Yeah. Well, yeah, it is illegal but within the United States. There's a whole bunch mm-hmm. of psychotropics that, when you rank their danger to society, are far lower yep. than alcohol. But I guess to the individual, you know. 
Yeah. You don't you don't want Godzilla wandering around LSD and on his ass chasing a <laughs> and butterfly. And I mean, do you have experience with LSD that you could use to enlighten us? Personal experience? I don't think so. Because I don't. Everything yeah. I know about I LSD either. and mushrooms oh, okay. and cocaine. We've covered would, everything we would, know unless pizza yeah. is a drug. <laughs> pizza is a drug because um, it makes dopamine. Um, size pizza. Size pizza. So I guess th- so I guess since we've covered all the breadth of our knowledge and then some, <laughs> it's time to move on to the... What's the next segment? The spotlight. Uh, corrections! Wait, no, we don't get those. Uh, macro Madness? Macro Madness, macro sure, madness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So this is going to be an interesting experience because last time the matchup for Macro Madness was uh, Destroyer. Destroy, destroya. Yeah. Am I pronouncing destroy or destroy ya? Yeah, from the Toho Godzilla films versus Ralph from Rampage, um, Mm -hmm. the the video game and movie series. And our final results on our Twitter poll were a dead heat, fifty percent, fifty percent. What? Um, (laughs) Yeah. Combined. You got a perfect tie. uh, Yeah, we did have some uh, comments here. Misty Crom said, Destroya sounds like it was designed for Ray Winstone's Beowulf to fight. I'm here to kill your Destroyer. Oh, my gosh. Um, Let me see if we have some other comments here. I'm here to kill your Destroyer. Oh, uh, Remy, Remy Zilla said, look, Ralph is a cutie and all, but let's be honest with ourselves. Destroyer has a name that was meant to be roared at the top of your lungs before vaporizing downtown, and they're totally adorable, too. Yeah. Uh, That's fair. Destroy and uh, Dratini, Desta, um, mm-hmm. replied to that, said, Ralph is puppy chow, no contest. So uh, <laughs> I think we have a pretty even uh, split there. We're going to have to make this decision uh, well, live on air. So, there are uh, three of us. We could each vote. Oh, boy. Is it, fair, right. that I, is it, is it fair that I already voted in the Twitter poll, too? <laughs> well, I guess it'll have to be. I think all three of us did vote in the Twitter poll, didn't we? Yeah, Probably. we sure did. But well, we're can, the executives. Uh, so, so, so uh, since I'm the host, I'll, I'll save myself my vote for last. Um, Kenson, um, what was your vote and your reasoning for it? So my vote was Destroya because um, he towers well above Ralph. Love you, Ralph. Sorry. Um, and it's not just about size, but Destroya has a lot of, uh, of, of just bio weapons and things that he can use not to mention the size and the weight that he can throw around so when it comes between the two i do think destroyer would um just essentially flop on top of ralph and that would be it so destroyer's got my vote all right benny what did you decide you know when i was a kid it was two weeks allowance to get a roll of quarters and i Mm -hmm. put more roll of quarters than i care to think about into rampage (laughs) machines Ah. There's three people you could play on the Rampage machine. George, King Kong Light, who I don't care for apes because if I wanted to play a human-like character, I'd do that. And Mm. Lizzie, which is a knockoff Godzilla. So I played the crap out of it. But wait, wait, wait. Are there any games where you could play giant um, human-like characters besides Rampage? No, Um. no. I just, I just, I there find, probably nothing, are, but, find nothing appealing in apes. This is totally me. I, I have got nothing against anyone else, but it's like, pfft, don't care. Don't let noms hear you. So I totally played the heck out of Ralph, and he has a special spot in my heart. I, I think Ralph's okay. popularity carries him over a B cast member from Toho. Okay. Oh, boy. So you're saying that the final decision is up to me? <coughs> You yeah, thought you'd get out of this by waiting to the last vote, didn't you? We've backed you into yeah. a corner, Quaden. What say well, you? Well, 
I guess I'll have to go with my heart. <laughs> and my heart was ripped out by Ralph with his punching uh, animation. So, <laughs> nice. Uh, okay. I'll have to go with Ralph. That's fair. Ralph squeaks no. by round yeah. one. All he, right. I, I think, I mean, I, I'm honestly, you know, I, I lean more towards furry characters than scaly characters anyways. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, logically, I think that Ralph um, is a, is more agile uh, True. than Destroya and is able to, uh, would be able to dodge the uh, whatever Destroya does. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, and punch them to death. So I'll, 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 I'll use that reasoning to pick Ralph. Okay. Yeah, and I have to be careful because I, I think I can almost put on Rampage where you're punching in the original game, punching the train back and forth. It's <laughs> yeah. like the, the moment macro turned on in my head. <laughs> yeah. So, wow, that's the closest vote in our Macro Madness's yep. short history. That was um, awesome. Let's hope for that, that this next one is going to be as exciting. Uh, Benny, what's That was a matchup? humdinger. All right. So in the first large corner, mm-hmm. the 50-foot-tall remote controlled by a 10-year-old boy steel and jetback robot known as Gigantor. <laughs> okay. Quick history for the young'uns. That comes from an American 1964 import of a black-and-white anime, Tetsujin 28 Go, which was based off of a manga from 1956. Mm-hmm. Think Speed Racer-ish. This is where, you know, they took the violent, less violent episodes out of Japan and threw them in the American market where they were really just kind of hastily dubbed and rewritten. Oh, boy. Uh, so you get such spectacular names in the series because they're just giving them American names of Jimmy Sparks, <laughs> Inspector Dick Strong, <laughs> Dr. Bob Brilliant, <laughs> Inspector Blooper. And my <coughs> favorite is the mad scientist, Dr. Cat's Meow. Dr. Cat's That's Meow. Oh, my so, gosh. And if you thought, like, Anime nowadays has a bad reputation. Variety reviewed this back in 1964, and they gave a crap review. Oh, boy. They called it a loud, violent, tasteless, and cheerless cartoon, which was, and this is a quote, strictly in the retarded babysitter class. Wow. The reviewer grudgingly noted that it was a success. Quote, ratings so far reportedly good, but strictly pity the tykes and their misguided parents. (laughs) Oh wow! They tried, they tried rebooting that in like the '90s on Sci-Fi. You might have seen that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was an effort to make a movie out of it in the '90s, but the original creator died, uh, Mitsuo Yoka, uh, Yokoyama. This is like the very first giant robot power robot mm-hmm. anime so you're, you're, that ended you're up. You're selling there. it so strong right now, Benny. What, what right. is its competition? <laughs> That's the, the he might have a hint there because that's Gigantor, uh-huh. and in the other corner is some kaiju named Godzilla. Oh my gosh! Oh well, no one cares. Oh about that. no! Cakewalk. So the random selector on this one, poor Gigantor, screwed this you got guy. The, you got the number forty have, seed versus the number one seed. Yeah, basically. That's, I know that's who I'm gonna vote Gigantor. for. That's why I gave Gigantor a moment in the sun because he ain't gonna give. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Don't bias our results, Benny. Yikes, that's... Ooh. We talked about yeah, this. Well. He's a tin can compared to current modern-sized Godzilla. Well, okay, so in this ring, it's it's equality until the votes are done. So Fair enough. So Gigantor versus the Big G Godzilla. Who will win? Yeah, go look it up or grab some clips on YouTube if you've not seen it. The early black and white anime that arrived here is just insanely weird now i'm just thinking that people are going to vote for gigantor as the underdog and he's going to end up winning 
Hey, be surprises. Like, yeah, yeah Antwerp like, will be the the UMBC of our macro <laughs> Really, you, Maryland, Baltimore, yeah, yeah. Maryland, Baltimore yeah, yeah. County. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna knock Godzilla out. Who's the Godzilla that UMBC is gonna knock out? Ohio State. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, UMBC knocked out Virginia two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, good. And in, in the in the real March Madness. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of someone who went to James Madison, fuck Virginia. Oh, well. <laughs> all right. So. Okay, so that then brings <coughs> us on to. Uh, did any of us get any email? I don't think we got any email on the podcast account. I don't got any messages direct that I remember. I might have missed them. It's been a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Um, so let's move on to. Dun, 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 dun. We need to come up with a jingle for that. It's the macro the spotlight. I don't know. No, it's artist spotlight, not macro spotlight. Not spotlighting macros, just spotlighting artists. Yeah, artist spotlight. Sorry, they they could be micro. That's true. Yeah, exactly. This is true. My apologies. Um, so my uh, I'm gonna go first. Okay. Well, all right. My artist spotlight, which I don't think I've done before. I hope I haven't. I hope no one else has either. Um, is Jimmy Raccoon, Mr. Jimmy DeFloof? Has anyone done that before? I don't believe so. I don't think yep. that's covered. So they have a very uh, cartoon style, um, but they're also uh, pretty good, and uh, they have great perspective. I think there are, um, uh, if you look on their Twitter, which is at Jim, Mr. at Mr. Jimmy DeFloof, M R J I M M Y D A F L O O F. Got him. Um, they are. Oh yeah. yeah they have great. Uh, perspective in a lot of their work on their patreon as well it's which is i think at the same mr jimmy DeFlu yeah i love this guy um so yeah go check them out they they seem pretty pretty prolific too you know posting a lot of art there and um seem a nice guy i mean i don't know personally but they you know judging off their social media account they seem pretty nice Hmm. um so yeah that is my spotlight yeah i do i do love jimmy's style it's good Oh me! Ah, uh, I have to. I've been sitting here trying to figure out which of these do. Okay, I'll go for this one. Uh, I'm going to highlight Gregorth, G R E G G R T H, and that's on for affinity. That is a, that is a muscle, heavy muscle artist and macro. Some yeah. of the some of the proportions can be a bit out there, but the, some of the pieces are also very nice. Uh, I would say uh, it. You know, look to see if it matches your taste. You got everything a little bit all over the place. Uh, yep. So mostly uh, digital artwork, uh, color, anthro characters, but yeah, definitely a big macro muscle artist. And I figured I haven't highlighted one of those before. So I, I know uh, Zev and uh, Dragonian were big fans of them. They may have highlighted them before, but that was in the olden days, so it's okay to highlight. Yeah. Them. Okay. So yeah, I don't actually know if he's on any other media. I only know him from for Affinity. So and Greg Earth and uh, Greg Earth. How do you spell that again? Oh. Uh, G-R-E-G-G-R-T-H. Okay. Gotcha. So and that's, Ooh, all, that's on F.A.? Does, or That's on F.A., okay. and he does open for commissions and other such. So, okay. yeah, just uh, He's on Twitter, too, I think. He is? Yeah, I'm looking on his info page on F.A. to see if I can find his Twitter. Maybe he's not. Maybe I've just seen people tweet their stuff on. Yeah, maybe. Um, no, no, he is on Twitter. Uh, at uh, G-R-E-G-G-R-T-H on Twitter, yeah. Uh, G-R-E-G... Uh, G-E-G-R-T-H. G-R-T-H. Yes. Okay. Awesome. And then 
Kinson. Yes. So my artist choice is actually someone who I came across uh, probably three or four months ago. Um, they have a very unique style. Uh, their name, uh, simply on FA, is Megan. M-E-G-A-N. Probably because of Mega N. I'm not sure. But uh, their style is, it almost looks MS Painty, but it's extremely uh, detailed and well done. Extremely good at perspective, uh, does a lot of um, uh, muscle stuff, and is very, you know, not safe for work. A lot of their stuff does feature that. So, but, you know, guys, girls, uh, multiple different sizes and areas. Very interesting. I, I actually love their art style. Um, I don't think I've seen anything like it before. So, shout outs and props to Megan on FA. That's just M E G A N. That seems like a really hard name to be able to get on other medium. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, the, they're, they're, the way that they make it look this. so good, even though it looks like it's drawn... I don't know if it's actually drawn in MS Paint, but it looks like it, and I love it. It's it's super unique. So. I wonder why I haven't followed them before. I'm pretty sure I've seen their work. Yep. So, they get my vote. Okey-dokes. Um, probably because it's all smelly girls. No. Oh wow. That's not. Okay. That's not true. It's not all smelly <laughs> girls. So. Oof. Also, I was just being. Uh, yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Dumb, smelly boy. Silly. Yeah. What's interesting is both both Greg Gerth and Me- uh, and Megan uh, have done commissions for Tiger Claw. Hmm. Interesting. On their gallery page. Okay. So, uh, that is it for our show, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it does, uh, is that all three of us? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, do you want to give another one, Benny? We can do another one if you want. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Wait, save it for next time. I don't know. Do you um, have anyone so, under your paws who wants to give a vote? So that's the end of our show. I'm supposed to say that, Ken's yep. trying to steal my host chair. It's end of the show so soon. Yes. Uh, hopefully, you all enjoyed it, and uh, we'd like to give a thanks out, a thanks shout out to uh, Foxy Peppers, Fox S'mores, <laughs> and Pepper Coyote for Foxy letting us Peppers. continue to use their song Bigger. Bigger um, check them house, out on bigger Spotify, Apple down. Music, Bandcamp, SoundCloud. Yeah. And Good they stuff. probably have a, just a main website, too. Um, and anything else you need to say before we go? Well, so our next episode... Oh, uh, yeah, we got to do that. Oh, yeah. ...will be featuring sort of a macro-micro potpourri. Uh, potpourri. potpourri. I said potpourri. Potpourri. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where we're just going to be talking about uh, multiple different things that we feel like Potent can't make potables. up. A, yeah, we can't make up a full episode out of them, but we still want to talk about them. So look yes. forward to that. Be so little, little, little segments. Yeah, the miscellaneous. Yeah, we've, we've had a couple of these ideas. They're like just not quite enough for a full episode. It's, ev- work good. Yep. it's everyone's favorite Jeopardy category now becomes a macro micro podcast. That's fair. We could, oh my gosh, uh, size matters podcast Jeopardy. Be interesting. So I'll take the penis mightier. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! The gosh. pen is mightier. Uh, All right. For, uh, for so on that note, I will bid adieu. No, bid avoir, because adieu means goodbye forever, um, and avoir just means till next time. Yeah, au revoir. I've been to. Okay. I hope you all have a good week and Kinson. Good night, everyone, and big pause. Bye. Later. Bye. How long I've been on? When you're drinking, when you're drinking, 
the show looks good to you when you're drinking you get stinking it helps your point of view but when you're sober the skies all seem great when you're sober life's a pain so keep drinking That's what I'm thinking Cause it's what I 